It's your week, your sports, the new Clarksville Now podcast. I'm John Glass, along with Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown. It's your week, your sports. John Glass here, back at it. Another week in the studio, talking sports. Sports. With my good friends, Christian Brown, Jeff Matthews. That's me. Boys, how you doing? I'm Christian Brown, just to clarify. I'm Jeff. <laughs> my name is Jeff. All right. We've been Jeff meaning is to get so a, sick uh, of hearing that. We've been meaning to get a hot button for that. We, we need a hot button. What are we at? Like podcast number thirty something? More than that? Has really? It been? Yeah. Has we hit. Time flies we hit, when you're having fun. I boys. think we hit. Yeah, I'm we trying to think because I load most of the episodes, but we stopped putting numbers on them and we started March. putting titles, was, which was, like was a great idea. It was genius. And well, now we got to. Go now use, I've lost track. I think we're close to thirty, thirty-one. We, we got to get out an abacus. We got to get a spell that ab. A B B A C U S. Check it, stat. Check it, but uh, we'll talk. We'll check that here in a minute. Um, yeah, we're not checking that. A lot of things happening in the sports world, um, high school, college, and professional. A lot of really interesting conversations. A lot of Tennessee focused stuff too. Josh yeah. Dobbs, Tennessee great. Will Levis, uh, I guess now Tennessee great or Oof. possible great. Or maybe going to be great. Hopefully, uh, expected to at least. Expected to. Please, after week one. Please, two weeks. Two weeks. Two Need weeks. something to hold on to. But uh, poor yeah, Malik Willis. A lot of a <laughs> uh, lot of local stuff to talk about. Local connections, and uh, yeah, we're going to kick it off with high school sports. Speaking of local, uh, unfortunately, all of the local teams got put out of the uh, high school football playoff. Every Man. single one of them. It's, it was sad to see them all yeah. go. I'll tell you hey, what. But they, these teams had a great season. Give it up for the end of high school football for Clarksville. Thank it was you, fun. football. Yeah. Thank you. It was fun to watch them. I mean, look, and also, first season calling games this year. It was so much fun, right? I got to see a whole lot of great talent, and it was just fun, especially getting to watch Clarksville High. The amount of times I did get to see them, I think I called like five of their games. Yeah. Just great. And they were so close great, to moving great on. Great football. So I know. They, were, they had a great matchup uh, for their first round. Unfortunately, just couldn't couldn't get it done. And, you know, yeah. it, I think that's what it hurts the most is just we had – there was high what expectations, especially – the most. There you go, John. It's All right. So Clarksville high. You know, well, you know, and here's the thing. They had an uh, – they went undefeated. They went undefeated since the first time since, I think, like the 60s. Yeah. Um, so there was a oh, lot 45, of ex- – 45, 1945. Yeah. So there was a lot of expectation in there. Rossview was playing fantastic, especially yeah. the mid-portion of the season and into the later port, yeah. later part. So there was high expectation there. West Creek, I think a lot of people loved seeing West Creek make the playoffs. Um, Germantown Squeezing did. past Kirkwood. But, man, going up against Germantown, that is – I mean, that's just a tough matchup to ask of any team in the state of Tennessee. It's Germantown. They are physically just – Giant. Yeah, well, and, and our fourth team, Dixon County, or the three team. Yeah, which I'm not sure. I don't remember. The, I don't remember. So it was, well. Uh, well, I know that I know German, that they did lose. Same but, score. Same score for Houston. Uh, Houston 47, Dixon County zero. It was Houston then, County. Oh, wow. And then Germantown 47, West Creek zero. And can we just yeah. talk about that? District being so talented. It that is, that is a tough unfair. first round matchup for every single one of our teams. Did it have to be like that? Could they? Yeah. Like, did it have I think so. To be based like off that. regions and districts. Yeah, it's based off regions. And, you know, it, I guess it's a little bit. You could split the state. I mean, you could split it into th- two quadrants. It's just a poor quadrants. Draw, no well, I mean, here's the thing West. Clarksville High is. In, the, in this situation, Clarksville High was going to get a really tough draw. 
no matter what. Yeah. The, every team that was lined up to face a Clarksville team was tough. Yeah. Was going to give anybody a run for their money. Yep. I just mentioned Clarksville High because they were the number one pick out of the district. But I'm saying you can't you can't tell me that like an Antioch and a Rossview couldn't play or a Raven or Ravenwood or Smyrna or Independence or any of those other teams who were like mid-state esque yeah. in that area like we could have mixed it up a little bit. Yeah. And I mean you could have even mixed it up with some of the West Tennessee teams too. I mean Collierville I guess. I mean is West Tennessee but yeah. If you wanted to do more regions, I don't know. I feel like that region was unfavorably Stacks. stacked. <laughs> well, you know, and I, in a sense, and I'm I'm blanking on. They could have just, had better matchups, is what I said. Yeah, yeah. you know, I think over. You know, and I'm from. I've told you guys, I'm from Mount Juliet, Tennessee. I was thinking about You're on Mount the other Juliet. Side of the bracket, man. Yeah, exactly. And and even from Mount Juliet's district, a lot of those teams that were coming out of there, they had more even matchups. Like Mount Juliet was playing a pretty decent team. I'm blanking on who they played. Rockvale. Thank you, Rockvale. And I think it was a pretty close game. 29-19. Yeah, see? Oh, okay. So, I mean, like, Mount Juliet, you know, didn't run away with it. Rockvale still had an opportunity with it. I forget. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember who all actually went to the playoffs out of that district. But, I mean, I remember looking at the scores and just thinking these were all just a little bit evenly matched. Yeah. And then you have the Clarksville side of things where they just get – these insane teams yeah. first round. And so that's what, just tough. So what I'd like, what I would have liked to see maybe is mix up some of the, cause you had four teams in the same district on one regional bracket. That seems a little bit ridiculous to me. And, you know, and I don't know if they could have switched it up a little bit. The bracket that they had on our side, right above like Smyrna, Independence, Ravenwood, Stewart's Creek, Summit, Antioch, Cane Ridge, and Brentwood. That was the most competitive. No one got shut out. In that division, and it was fairly competitive games all around. You had yeah, Smyrna beating Independence 26-14, Ravenwood beating Stewart County 28-14, Summit taking on Antioch, beating them 38-29, and then Brentwood wow. getting the edge over Cane Ridge 28-7. That's a good th- – th- those are good games. Yeah. I feel like you could have mixed it up a little bit better. Not from their region necessarily, but on the opposite side of the bracket – it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out for everybody in the second round of competition too. But I just want to point out – our high school football teams are probably going to progress up toward a point where they will be competitive yeah. at that point in the season because well, middle school football. And that's exactly what you're, you're exactly right. Every school that we've mentioned that was not a Clarksville team that we did just right now, um, all of them have high school or have middle school programs. Yeah, every single one of them does. The fact that Clarksville has missed out on having a middle school football program has really hurt the high school level of play. Yeah, but. Cause they do now, it, yeah. Now that now that we're reintroducing it, don't get me wrong. It's going to take a few years for everything to kind of pan out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. No, I mean they've had middle school club football or like because I I remember back when I was middle school there was it was like a club s type football, but now that you have an actual organized football in organized football in middle school that is connected with the high school teams, yeah. That's going to pay dividends because it's a pipeline. Well, yeah. and you know, and you know, you have Isaac. I'm just using him as a uh, reference, but Clarksville High head coach Isaac Shelby, right? He has a system that he likes to run with his quarterbacks and his offense and his defenses, right? Having a middle school program, Coach Shelby can quite literally coordinate with the head coach of the middle school team, and they can begin the process of teaching players. The system that Isaac Shelby runs, player and then by development, the time, exactly. And then by the time that they're in high school, all Shelby has to do 
is literally grab these players and put them where he's going to benefit the most Plug from. and play, baby. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about. Once all these schools start doing that, there's no telling how great yeah. these programs could be. And when they start, when you're getting there, you know, a couple of years ago, we talked a lot about we, me, I remember bringing it up a lot. Mount Juliet came and visited Rossview, and Rossview beat them out of the playoffs, which was huge during that time because everyone expected Mount Juliet to kind of kind of trailblaze over Rossview. Rossview comes out with that win. With the new middle school programs, that's going to become more of a regular thing and not as like a one-off situation. And I'm super excited to start seeing some of that football. But it's going to take a couple years. Yeah, I do like what you said because none of these middle school coaches are going to have a – they're not trying to implement their own game plan type agenda. They are going to cater to these high school teams. Yeah. Like, Let's just be perfectly honest because that is – one, that's player development for the high school. That is coaching development for the middle school, middle school coaches because you never know. They might be on that high school roster at some point too. So uh, it is really cool to see and uh, – yeah, so valuable I mean, to just, see too. Just looking back, I mean, you saw we saw how Kirkwood did this yeah. year in their original – and they are young. You know, They are so young. The craziest thing, I was talking to head coach uh, Chad Watson for Kirkwood. If they would have won that game against West Creek, they would have been the first team ever to in Tennessee to accomplish being uh, first-year school and making the playoffs. It was overtime, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They were oh. so close to pulling that off. So close. Okay. Why why is that your go-to today, John? I mean, it just fits, right? <laughs> um, yeah, is that, fast, is that true? What? The first Tennessee high school to make it to the playoffs a, in the first year? That's that's what he's t- that's what according stat, to Chad that, Watson. I'm not I'm not saying he's wrong. I just feel like I thought Green Hill High School made it to the playoffs their first year. First year of existence. Is it first year of the school being existence or I'm not first sure. year of like I'm not, football? I'm not too sure. I don't know. I kind of want to look at it because that's crazy yeah. if we'll that's get, a real stat. We'll like our, I find that odd. Yeah. We'll get our research but team I, on it. I just remember Green Hill being pretty good. And Maybe it, it was and for it was this also, certain dis- district or region. What's funny, I say that, and I'm now remembering back when we were doing the high school football luncheon yeah. at the beginning of the season. Do you remember Coach Chan Watson had actually spoke that he spoke to Coach Crouch? Oh, at Green Hill, and he he that. and then they have a pretty good relationship. And he said that he talked with him a lot before the season started about getting the program uh, up and running. I, like I don't know, we weird, don't con- to check it. weird connection. We'll but I just check. my faint memory says that Green Hill might have went there first year, but I could be completely wrong. Especially if yeah. they have a, a pretty connection. good relationship, yeah. they would know. Well, huh. so maybe Chad's right. Maybe that is a real thing. And that's Isn't that, wouldn't that that's be... a wild stat. <laughs> that, that, that's why we have the uh, official uh, your your sports. Research staff yep. team that we yes. will get on that. We will let y'all know next week. Dad, get on that. <laughs> Christian's dad sitting over in the corner right now. He said we yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Shout um, out Kevin Brown. Yep. Shout out football. Uh, we will miss you. We'll see you next August. Yep. Um, but moving. Hey, it's not completely well, over. We still got high school football going on. Yes. Yeah. Now, in the Clarksville area. End of the Clarksville football. But there, something to look out for is the Clarksville now all area team, which will yes. be released. Yes. Over the upcoming couple of weeks, so I'm starting that probably actually tomorrow. So that that'll be a little nice addition. Maybe we'll, to maybe we'll drop it on recap. the podcast. Yeah, exclusively be, on oh, your week your sports. We'll drop it exclusively on the podcast. You first, heard maybe? it here first, folks. All right, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. We'll get you an official date, maybe next week, yeah, maybe, yeah. and we'll we'll see if we can get that going. Awesome, right. gotcha. All right, um, yeah. Do you want to talk? You want to talk high school basketball getting up and running? Y'all were just at the luncheon. Yeah. 
Uh, that was just actually a real quick little blurb. Yeah, yeah, I think it was fun. We got to see all the uh, schools kind of come together, all the head coaches and some of the administration. We had a uh, Johnny basketball. Jackson out there. I believe so. I might be wrong on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we went out there. It was over at First Baptist Church. We got to see all these coaches. They came and talked. Jimmy Troglin hosted it. And um, it was fun to see all the coaches talk about their teams. I think a lot of these guys, you know, basketball season in Clarksville is huge. I mean, basketball is, I mean, it's, it's pretty much a basketball town in Clarksville as far as it goes in high school realm, in my opinion. It was Um, one of the fun, it's so fun. Oh yeah. I mean, you have teams like Northwest who had a great run last season. They're expected to do great this year, but they've lost a few players. So, and I think a lot of teams have this year. I feel like that was kind of the common theme. The craziest theme that I saw from, or my biggest takeaway really is Kirkwood Snatching up two Northeast starters and a Rossview player, I believe. And that's a Rossview that's so, player. That's so crazy, too. I know. And not because they're and zoned. It's not, I mean, they're yeah. they're technically zoned, right? Well, actually, your senior year, you can choose. You get to choose. You have choice oh. of school. I, you know, actually, I they're say up, that. So that's it's, Wilson if you, County. If, it's no, no. If you can, tra- I've I've known this has been a thing for a while. Like, yeah. if you can transport yourself, because there was when West Creek came around, mm-hmm. there were kids at our school who were more zoned for West Creek, but if they wanted to stay yeah. at Rossview and they could transport themselves. They were allowed to do that. Hmm. See, I, the only reason why I know about it is way back in the day when Mount Juliet got the brand new high school that they're at now. I call it brand new. It's been there for a while. But um, <laughs> w- when they got that new high school, I was in elementary school or I was in middle school. Uh, no, I was in elementary school. And um, I remember I remember just a lot of people having that question of like where the senior is going to go if they get rezoned because all of the seniors... You know, you want them to graduate with all their friends. You don't want to separate them from their friends right before graduation. And then I think as I got older, I remember hearing that as a senior, you get school choice. Right. Like, only as a senior, though. Like, I think if you're a junior, you still might be able to, you still might get zoned and then you There's some There's some programs, I think, because now they all have these specialized college-type programs that they Oh, yeah. Oh, I took AP classes in high school. I didn't get any credit school, for it. <laughs> yeah, but, but apparently each school, Did you really? Yeah, did, A lot of people in my high school didn't. Huh. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Indiana, I guess. But keep an yeah. eye keep an Not eye Juliet. Out. Yeah. Keep an eye out for that. Uh high school basketball in Clarksville is fantastic. Thursday nights, Tuesday nights, yep. whatever. Like full gyms and all the time. We have a couple of actually girls basketball players committing to division one universities yeah. yes. today. They That's signed their letter intent. Tori James with Rossview uh-huh. is signing her letter of intent to attend Western Kentucky University. Yeah, be a hilltopper. Then also Amari Berry at three o'clock uh, on Wednesday today, uh, she'll be signing with Clemson University. Huge shout out, Amari Berry. So I mean, big things coming for basketball in the city of Clarksville. Clearly, uh, so much talent, and it's going to be a fun season. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on out and over to the college realm. College realm, a lot of stuff happening. Where do you all want to start off? Do you want to start off with basketball or football? I was about to say, well, no, let's start with, um, all right, we'll do basketball, then we'll go to football. Yes. So let's start with Monday. Yes. Monday night. First game. Yeah, first game of the regular season. What a kickoff. Dude, it was so And Jeff was calling the game. Yeah, I got to call the game. Me and Brian Reams on ESPN Clarksville were live broadcasting. It was so much fun. Uh, one, because, you know, we got to watch an exhibition last Thursday. Yeah. And um, exhibitions are cool. But I feel like you never get the full picture, right? I'm not saying that, you know, we play bad. It's not or we, real. Play, we play, we play, but it doesn't go on the record. You know what I mean? 
This was the first time in the FNM Bank Arena that the Governors played a game that was going to be on record, and they got the W. Okay, yeah, got the 90 w. to 79? Uh, 72. 72, excuse me. Oh, wow. Who are they playing? Life University. Life University. Yeah. So Austin P was dead. They beat oh, life. good. They yeah. Beat life. <laughs> I see what you did there. Right. I like oh that. Gosh. I think they need to come dressed as like Dementors now from Harry Potter. <laughs> or the uh, what if that was like their away fit? The Grim like, as they get the off the Grim buses, Reaper. they're just covered in black cloaks or something. <laughs> That's gold. That'd be terrible. But no, first game in the news, and it was thing. interesting though. I'll tell you this about the game. One of the things that I took away is Demarcus Sharp. So in the first game with Tennessee Tech, that was the exhibition game. Sharp had a lot. I think he had 18 points, had like six rebounds. Roughly, I might have those numbers wrong, but in the game against uh, Life University, DeMarcus Sharp actually kind of took a step back from scoring. He wasn't really relied on completely for the points, but he was able to get a numerous amount of assists and he got numerous amount of rebounds. So that defensive character for him really showed out in this game against Life. And I think that was what was really cool because in the first game against Tennessee Tech, we saw a bunch of players kind of get that defensive role, but it was nice to see Sharp being able to kind of switch things up. And when things aren't falling for him, he can take that control and help his other players and let them be the ball handlers in those situations. Yeah, he, he flirted with a triple double actually. Uh, yeah. Finished with 10 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists. Like you said, on defense, four steals. And Desi Jones also had four steals and a whole lot of points. Turnover game for Austin P has been incredible the past couple of games. So the first game or the first exhibition game, Austin P. Forced 20 turnovers with Tennessee Tech. They only gave the ball up three times, two of which were on purpose. That doesn't happen very often. What in the world? And then you go into the game against Life University, and Austin P again only gets, I think they turn the ball over six times the whole entire game. Again, there's like two or three that they did it on purpose. And then I think they forced 16, uh, 16 turnovers. Thank you. And John's I'm, over there throwing things at everybody. Just <laughs> almost spilled As I'm water, just trying man. to explain some Austin P basketball. <laughs> then really the biggest takeaway, though, uh, Governor Senior Guard Jamonte Black. That is the craziest story. you, you got to walk us through of so, this heat check moment. I was getting, and I hate to say this, but I, I am honest, I was getting very annoyed with Jamonte Black really? in the first half of that game. A lot of shots just weren't falling, and if you also go look at his stats, I don't think he took a single field shot. Everything was three-point range. Yeah, um, He was just not making shots, and it was getting to a point where it was like, okay, is he going to stop shooting the three ball? Like, just take it in. Pass thank it down God low. he didn't. And I was, yeah, I ate my words in the <laughs> second half, because Javante Black comes out. He ends up putting nine for 13 on the board. And nine three nine made three pointers ties the single game record in Austin P history for made threes, and the other kicker Austin P as a team total had seventeen made threes, which actually broke the single game record for made threes for Austin P history, and I believe that stat was back in nineteen ninety seven. Wow! So he was nine nine for twenty one on field goals. So nine for yeah, yeah. He was forty two forty two point nine percent. And forty uh, percent from the field, nine for twenty-two in field goals, thirty-seven minutes, four rebounds. Uh, that's a lot of shots. Shot twenty-seven. I'm telling out. you. Hey, <laughs> shout out to Jermonte Black. He never gave up. That's he what never matters. gave up. Nine. So all those came in the second half. Most of them did. I don't know. He had a few in the first half, but okay. it, it really felt like a lot of those shots fell in the second. I wonder what his field goal 
percentage from three was at in the second half. I'm just curious to see. I'd have the, to look at the, the difference on each score, but yeah, I'm sure it's up there. Wow, I mean. That you could not ask for more. But then you have players like I think Desi Jones also hit a few threes out on the court. Say Witt was getting some uh, post shots down low. The governors do a really good job of moving the ball around. Every player is constantly moving, and I think that's what really helps them a lot. However, I think I said this last week. The governors have an issue right now about free throws. They're struggling in that area. They didn't do a great job with Tennessee Tech, and they didn't do a great job with Life University. It doesn't mean a whole lot, especially when you're able to put a decent amount of points in the field. But when you start playing more competitive teams and you start finding your games, you know, five, six points away, that's when your free throw shots are really going to start becoming more important. And you're going to want to start finding players when well, I start finding players, but you really want to get your starting players uh, opportunities to try to start nailing those down because yeah. those get are some free easy points. points. Yeah. Yeah. Just a shout out to Jamonta Black one more time. He's currently tied uh, 18th in the uh, country in men's college basketball in points so far this year. Yeah, wow. I'm sure he is. <laughs> and probably first in three pointers made if I had that. Yeah, no, number one is uh, Tyson Walker at uh, Michigan State with 35. So he's not far behind him. Good <sighs> Lord. Oh my hey, random, random stat just because you brought that up. Did y'all see that Kurt Warner's son, Elijah, is like number four number five in passing yards this year what? in college football oh so he's not he's not gonna go back groceries first i don't think so probably yeah. not if you're throwing some dimes <laughs> to be it helps out your dad's nfl <laughs> quarterback <laughs> right. tell you what it's got, but, that, it's got that cardinal in him just going back i just want to say you couldn't ask for a better start for Austin no. p basketball and Corey gibson getting his first ever W. And that was special too. And I'll tell you what what also made that night special. During halftime, we got to watch a swearing-in ceremony for um, a bunch of men and women who are going to be joining the military. So that was that was actually really cool to watch that they did it on the court and they got to made a whole ceremony out of it. And so that was really cool. And that was kind of the highlight of the night. Now Austin P getting the win, beneficial, super cool. We love watching that. Corey Gibson, everybody loved. Him getting his first win as an Austin P governor, but we love those our men, troops. I was about to say those men and women who are about to go serve our country. Hey, give it up to them every day, especially since we got Veterans Day coming up. So if you know a veteran, this make Saturday. sure to wish them. Make sure to wish them a happy Veterans Day. Austin P takes on George Mason. Yeah, next. they're going up against George Mason on. Friday, you can catch me and Bob Belvin. We'll be making the call. Uh, tune in around 5.30. I believe we're going to kick off our pregame. Tip-off should be around at 6 o'clock. We'll be on ESPN Clarksville 104.1. Bobby B. Your Governor Sports Network, powered by Travis Electrical. Uh, Bobby B. Bobby B, baby. Bobby B. And Jeff E.M. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm turning in my two weeks. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's move things on to uh, some serious matters. Very serious matters. Are we, oh, are we, oh, <laughs> oh! Football, Austin P. What is it? Is it eight in a row? Or? Seven, 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 in a row. seven and two, seven and two. Looking to crazy. Make, looking to make it um, eight in a row this week. And they got a chance. Utah Tech. Uh, I think they have more than a chance. If I'm being perfect. And they were, they were, they jumped to 14th in uh, the coaches' poll, which is week. huge, honestly. Yeah. So here's what, how would so okay. You might remember. I don't. Coach Hud Smith era. We were in playoff contention, made it kind of deep into the playoffs. What was Austin P ranked when we went into the playoffs? Do you remember? Were we in the twenties? No, I do not. I think it was. I think it was earlier than that. Uh, more than that. I think it was too. It was way better than that. I think. I think it was down probably to where we're at we now. We won a playoff game. 
We won two. Yeah. We went to the third round of the playoffs. Yeah. Really, I think we should be ranked higher, too, because you look at number 13th in the nation, North Dakota State. They're sitting at 6-3. and three. North Dakota, we had a face. I think we faced North Dakota last, well, the last time we were in the playoffs. Okay, okay. and Can't they're number 12 look, yeah. right now, Can't North look. Dakota University, and they have three losses. So does Sacramento State at 11. So I don't know if these teams are really deserving to be in front of Austin P at this point. It it all goes back, man. And we cannot look back, but we kind of look back that first loss. I was just curious about looking back to figure out Salukis. where our ranking was. You know where they the are playoffs that year. Where, where are the Salukis right now? They're fifteenth. So they, they yeah, because they lost to they have uh, three losses. They lost to uh, what's his names. Who? That narrows it down. I was, yeah, I was going to say, say I don't know who you're uh, talking about. Like all they 900 lost. teams in the FCS? Well, they, I don't know how many lost, is now. They lost, not this past weekend, but they lost the weekend before Yeah, that, so, that, so. they also have three uh, losses as well. Look, we said it on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Well, many weeks ago at this point. We've been like two, we we two wanted ago. we we said that there was a, I think we all kind of agreed that there was a possibility that Austin P could win this out. We even at, the whole schedule. Owen two, Owen two, because I mean we looked at it and we were like, okay, the Salukis, when, yeah. and even at week three, because after the Tennessee performance, I think we all were like, okay, the Saluki thing was a fluke, a fluke. Because I don't think you go up against Tennessee, you hold them to thirty, and you put up thirteen with them. And I don't, I think of, I think a Saluki team that sees that, I don't think that goes the same way. I just don't. Okay. Um, it's going to get really interesting in the next couple of weeks after Austin P plays their last two home games, Utah tech coming up on Saturday. And then we got central Arkansas the following week and central Arkansas. That's going to be a bigger game. And I, I think, I, I think I said this central Arkansas and North Alabama might be the new rivals for Austin P, uh, especially central Arkansas kind of, kind of holding a little bit of Austin P's destiny in their hands. Only slightly. Trying, trying, to ruin, trying to ruin it again after the baseball thing this past they, they year. Just want it. They well, just want to. All we know is we're, we're Eastern Kentucky fans this weekend. Barely, but go, yes. Barely, go, but yes. Go Colonels. I mean, like, here's the deal. Here's the thing. Because break it down for us, too. And I just would like to say, real quick, yeah. the best situation, Austin P wins out. Right. 100%. Yeah. What we're about to talk about is a little bit nitpicky. Right. And like this is kind of like if like the golden ticket came our way, yeah. this is this is what has to happen. Delivered on a platter. Yeah. So the conference it uh, goes like this: Central Arkansas has one uh, one conference loss. Austin P doesn't have a conference loss right now. Um, so Austin P could lose this game this week. Mm-hmm. They could. I very highly doubt that we're going to lose this game to Tech. I just don't see it happening. Uh, Austin P could lose this game, and then they could. Still clinch. Still clinch this week if Central Arkansas loses. Um, if Central Arkansas loses this week to Eastern Kentucky, um, that is going to be the key holder. Uh, the Colonels are playing spoiler this week. If they can beat Central Arkansas, then Austin P will clinch the conference. Uh, if that doesn't happen, then Austin P is going to again. It doesn't matter what happens this week. Austin P is going to have to go down and beat Central Arkansas because Central Arkansas is three and one right now. Austin P loses, they'd be three and one, and the head to head would not come out. Well, here's my question though: like, if we were to lose this game against Utah Tech, they're not in the conference, I don't think. Oh, they aren't. I don't think, and so, that's no. why. Yeah. Well, then if these we, last two games should both be conference games. Okay. Okay. Well, then if we lose, that would put it up, and they I lose. Central Arkansas loses. We'll we'll be at one. Then also two losses on the season. Central Arkansas beats us. They would have the head to head, and we'd both have two losses. So wouldn't they win the conference? Okay, so either way, I think of it this way. If if Austin P basically lo- loses one game, we're fine. Yeah. 
if we lose two games, there's a possibility that we'll tie with somebody else and we will just share the division. Yeah. Now, when you share a division, if, if I'm not mistaken, you uh, the college football playoff committee will then have to select who goes. If I'm not mistaken, um, I mean Austin P should go just based on where they are. Correct, but you don't. You just need to win out. I mean, we got scrubbed from the playoffs last year. You don't want to put that in there. Yeah, no. Also, here's the other thing: Austin P does have two losses on their record right now. That could play a factor with the committee. Uh, I only see in the top ten, one, two, three, four, five teams with. One loss or less. The only undefeated team that I see is South Dakota State. Um, so I don't know how they would manage to keep us out if we do win both of these games. I, I always get so weirded out. I was telling <laughs> Jeff this. Villanova is ranked number 18. And I'm so not used to them being in the FCS still. It's just so it's odd. It's just weird to see their name. Yeah, yeah. You expect them to be FBS. Especially what they are in men's basketball. Uh, they're dominant. Yes. That's what they are. Like, After a little bit of a down year, but they still have great a team that players. is A team that is usually projected to at least be in the top 16. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kind of incredible. Yeah. yeah no, I, no, I did mess up. I don't know why I thought Utah Tech wasn't in the conference. Well, you know, I got thrown off on the schedule earlier this season because we also had a conference game early in the season. Right. Like, usually you have four or five non-conference matchups to start, and then you go to conference play. Who? But the UAC football, or you have like three or four, yeah, non-conference matchups. But one of those matchups early in the season was a conference matchup. I forget right. who it was. Gotcha. Oh, maybe that third week. This is great. I think it was. We're, we're, this is why we are always on nope. point with all of our stuff. We do so great research. <laughs> Let me tell you. But no matter what, go Govs this weekend yeah. and next. Hey, and we're how excited. important it is to have both of those being a home game. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. We had a huge road stint to start off the season, and I think having that back end back here in Clarksville would help the governor. It help, it's helping the governors a lot. So come out and support them. Yeah. If you want to get your tickets, you can call the ticket office at 931-221-P, or you can visit letsgop.com. And remember, if you can't make it to the game, you can't watch it on television, make sure to tune in on our sister station, ESPN Clarksville 104.1. Brian Reeves, Van Stokes will have the coverage for you on the Governor Sports Now. How many times have you I done that? Up. <laughs> I, I, I see where I got mixed up because I was thinking Austin. Well, I mean, Utah Tech not being in the conference. Oh, just so you lie. thought one loss. Who was the UAC? It was the one loss because if Austin P, if they win, if they win, and they, they Eastern it, Kentucky, yeah, wins. Eastern Kentucky loses. So mm-hmm. Austin P has to either beat Central Arkansas at the end of the year, or Eastern has to win uh, this Saturday. Yep, that, those are with the, the two with things the Austin P win. Yeah, yeah, it really doesn't matter what Austin. It's P so does. confusing hey. when we get to this point in the season and. NFL playoffs will be even crazier Golly, to break Don't down. even start talking to me about that. Oh, my god! I can already tell you the NFC East is going to be annoying to figure out once yeah. again. And it's like, I think what's scary is like, I'm so used to Dallas going eight and eight, which we have 17 games this year. So it's yeah. like, well, we've had 17 games for quite a bit of time. But when you go eight and eight with the Cowboys as often as they did, you're just used to it. Um, and it just feels like that's what we're about to do again. But it feels like the Eagles are going to do the same. 
And so now I'm like, fly, eagles, fly. The only thing is that. On the road to victory. <laughs> that is the most annoying fight. Fly, eagles, All right, stop. Fly, the only thing with the Eagles team this year, <laughs> their downfall may be their secondary because yeah. Dak picked them apart. Uh, well, he actually did play a pretty dang good game. I'll tell you this. I think the only thing I took away from the Cowboys game, I think that we didn't play that great. I think that there were some things that I would like to see done differently. Mostly, I think there's a few plays that I think you got to throw it to CD Lamb. The red um, zone's a little and, better. And, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. They've gotten a lot better week by week in that red zone, and I think Dak is starting to figure out a lot of things that he needed to figure out. He's starting to make throws that he was missing early in this season, which I like to see. We had Ferguson going across the middle, I think, on one play, and he was able to find him back shoulder right across, and it just looked beautiful. He missed that throw earlier in the season to CD Lamb, so it was great to see him start doing those things. But when it comes down to it, you got to win ball games. But the oh, the one thing that I loved is that I feel like we finally had an opportunity to show people that the Cowboys are at the same level caliber as the Eagles. I feel like everybody has been questioning where the Dallas Cowboys are as far as what kind of team they are and where they are sitting in um, like rankings amongst the NFC. We're at the top. I think Dak Prescott is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFC. There's not really a question about it. You look at his numbers, he's only thrown five interceptions, not even that many, I think, maybe four interceptions this year. He's playing a lot better football. Our team is looking incredible. CeeDee Lamb is making a lot of plays. Tony Pollard taking a little bit of a backseat these past couple, but he's still making a lot of produ- production, as well as Rowdle, who came out of nowhere. Yeah, Rico. And just has been exploding off the line. So... I think there's a lot of hope for the Cowboys. I'm not saying they're going to be Super Bowl team. I have never said the Cowboys will be a Super Bowl (laughs) team. I I will continue to never say that. But I think that they have a very strong chance of making it to the NFC Championship. Christian, we I think we we can help him. I mean, we can. He's he's getting hope. I know. He know he knows what he he know he knows what's going to happen. But look, at the same time, this is this is the life of a Cowboys fan. You start the season off and it goes one or two ways. Either you start off really strong and then you stink in the last few weeks of the season. Or you start off a little slow, get a couple wins, start to build momentum, you do really well, and then you get eliminated first round of the playoffs. That's what we're used to. I just need us to make it to the NFC Championship before I die. It's going to be that. That's worse. Like you get so getting. To the NFC Championship and then just getting snatched, your soul just getting snatched away. At least you say that, close. but I feel I've like seen that in the last three years. AFC Championship with the Tennessee Titans. You didn't get excited for they the following were up year. Like two touchdowns against the Chiefs going into the half, or like I know. right before the half. I know, buddy. I, I watched it. I wanted with Tennessee. Ryan to Tannehill. Dallas was already out. <laughs> I wanted Tennessee to win that game. Trust me, I did. I was right there with you. I was right there. I'll say this. I mean, ask Christian. I mean, the the, the Phillies, man. They just got. Hey, whoa. Hey, Phillies. Too Phillies early. Been, Phillies too early. Exactly. It's he's too not, early. He's still crying every well, day at three o'clock in the afternoon in his office. That's because I knew the Phillies were better than the Diamondbacks, and he just wants Bryce he Harper his to be face his green like the fanatic and cries. I Dang. do. Okay. What's it like to also have a mascot that? Is basically, the best in the world. Well, let's oh, just hey. say, let's just say you your mascot got basically copycatted by the Atlanta Braves with Blooper, okay, and Blooper is got ten times better than how, the Fanatic. Who's older? Who's older? Oh, the Fanatic by a lot. How does he? Then how did he copy it though? She copied the the, the whole the, feel. Oh wait, oh no wait, Blooper the, the, copied. Yeah, Blooper copied. Yeah. The okay, yeah, yeah, that's what I was about yeah. to say. 
Whatever. <laughs> but I'll, I'm just going to say this real quick. I think the Cowboys are just a little bit behind the Eagles and 49ers still. I think they are trending towards the top at this point because they are finding ways to get it in C.D. Lamb's hands, and that's what it comes down to. If their defense can play t- hey. to their potential, because the 49ers and Eagles passing defense are among the league worst, actually. I think 30th and 28th. And total passing defense. So, I mean, there's definitely potential there. I'll tell you this. I, I just want to ask real quick, and this is going to be part of our next segment too, but are, do you guys play Minnesota again this year? Because what would it well, be like segment, to lose? We'll, we'll save no. that. What would it be like to lose to Josh Jobs twice in one year? I mean, you would just be losing to a great starting quarterback. That's all I'm saying I, too. Hey, and look, I, look, he says that. He also knows yesterday we had a full-blown conversation about josh dobbs and i said i said that he has literally been my favorite quarterback to come out of tennessee there you saw there it is i love okay josh dobbs left tennessee and i said he's going to be a great quarterback in the nfl he never got a chance he got drafted by the steelers who were not going to use him as a starter they already had a quarterback locked in he was a great backup he was a great backup they used him in preseason i believe one he he won us actually a couple games during the regular season when ben was out that's right yes he did and during that time i said wow this guy's actually really good he's been carrying he wasn't ready though he was very raw he was very raw he moved to teams, moved to um, I think it was the moved to the Cardinal. Actually, he it moved was the to Browns. Steelers to the Browns. Yeah, he was with the Browns for a little bit. Ended He's up been going to everywhere. Ten- ended up going to Tennessee for yes. a couple years or for a single year. He backed up. He backed up Ryan Tannehill. He backed up Ryan Tannehill. But no, well, he started for Ryan Tannehill because they signed him. He had three days to learn the playbook. Like, yeah, and he was, was like close a, to. He got signed on Tuesday. The game was on. And Thursday he played night. great for Tennessee. He Wasn't that to the send them to the playoffs? He almost, yeah, he almost beat the Jags, and that would have uh, kept got the Titans in the playoffs. Yep. Which is where I where I go to say too is like, oh, he showed capability. He, he was, has uh, he, he has always beat. shown capability yeah. every single time that he has been on the field on the NFL team. He has shown capability, and this year he finally just got an opportunity to actually lead the team. Thank you, Kyler Murray. Your injury yeah, has blessed the NFL with another great quarterback. I mean, One of the he, best stories he ever. He beat the Cowboys. And he he's an astronaut. Justin Jefferson coming back next, uh, Hope maybe this week or next week, his 21-day practice window is opened up. He would beat the Steelers. You know that, Christian. I don't think so. Kyler oh, Murray? Call, no, Josh Jobs and the Vikings with Justin oh, Jefferson. Back I think, on the I think, I I think they could. Think I think they he could. Would. He is okay. a ball, so here's Josh Jobs, and this has been Josh Jobs. I would I would love him saying this after the Steelers just beat the Titans, too. He's a little. He's coming at me now for well, this reason I, alone. That was a close game, and I honestly think Tennessee probably game? should have won that game. They should have. But, the, but they didn't. You know they, why? Kenny Pick is among the league best in the fourth quarter. Well, they had a quarterback that started his second. That's great. That just sounds okay. like he's always down in the fourth quarter. That's what Tony Ooh. Romo was. Okay, but he wins um, games, does he not? Sometimes. So, oh, Let's okay. focus on Josh Dobbs real quick. Sometimes. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. So, but Job, Josh Dobbs is a gamer. He is just a baller. Back <laughs> he is. The 2016, I think it was the 2015-2016 uh, 2016 Tennessee Vols teams that Josh Dobbs were on. Mm-hmm. If that team was coached by anybody sufficient enough outside of Butch, Lyle Butch Jones, that team could have been a playoff team. I'm not even kidding. The talent on that team, Jawan, like there was so many good players on that team on both sides of the ball. They went 6-0 to start the year off on one of those years. Under Butch Jones, too. How many years do you think Butch Jones set Tennessee back? Um... 
Because you guys are Butch, still, I feel like you guys are still recovering from Butch, damage he did. Butch did just enough to keep his job for long enough as he did. Kind of similar to Dooley. He had it, what, a year and a half? Butch, no. Butch had like four or five years. Did he really? Yeah, I he feel like he had that. way less than that. No, Who am I you, thinking no, of? He, uh, you're thinking of well, Pruitt had. Pruitt. 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 Pruitt was there in 2017. Yeah. He got done in 2020 uh, after the McDonald's incident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Pruitt didn't even have four years. We're jumping around a little bit. I just want to go back to what Stop. Jobs did from moving from Arizona before the deadline to Minnesota after Kirk Cousins went down. The only other Jaron Hall starts that game for the Vikings. Goes down with the concussion. Josh Jobs three days in after practice. He shouldn't have started that game. I mean, he really he should have started. Yeah, he should have started that game. Let's be honest. Josh we're, Dobbs is just that is, on, he's they, that guy. Well, no, I'll say this. He should have started. Guy. He shouldn't have started. It was the right decision by Minnesota to start their backup quarterback. And he only had three days. There's no way there's no way a sane person a rocket, in the front. He's office, a rocket scientist. <laughs> he is, he is a rocket did? I'm just saying. I mean, he the only other comparable person to that. Who was ba- the other backup Baker, in Tennessee at that time? Malik. Malik, but yeah. Baker. Baker oh. They've had, they've never trusted they, Malik. Yeah. Baker would be the only other comparable person that can like on the fly learn that playbook because Baker did it when with he, the Rams. Yeah, yeah, he did it with the Rams. That's, right. that's like, the only thing. But I feel like Dobbs did it better. He did. I, I, and the reason why I think he did it Baker, better game was really with no Justin Jefferson. Right, no Justin Jefferson. Well, he I just, guess Baker didn't have Cooper Cup though at the same time. I mean, I watched that game. That game yeah. was one of the ones that. Um, was because Titans played on Thursday, so there were two regional games, and uh, that Vikings game was one of the regional yeah. games that was uh, broadcast. And he was just balling, like he was just—he looked awesome. He missed a, some throws on that final drive, but when it when in doubt, he freaking delivered. Yeah, like, and I, I think I told you I, yeah. my favorite thing was um, the fact that not only did he show that he bought in to Minnesota, right? Like he showed up. And he was like, "Okay, I'm here in Minnesota. This is my new team. This is what we're gonna we're gonna make the best out of the situation." Him and his offensive line stood there on the sidelines, taking snaps, getting ready for this game, trying to learn his cadence, trying to get yeah. together in a rhythm with him. Solid. So not only is Josh Dobbs buying into Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings offensive line bought into Josh Dobbs for sure. It's they a saw great his leadership opportunity. Yes, and they were like, "Okay, you know what? This guy is coming in. He's three days in, and he is trying his best to fight for us right now." We got to help him out. And they did, in my opinion, something that I think is about damn near impossible. I, I can't believe it's still in. Like, it, I, it blows my mind if they keep winning that they games, were able to pull something together. If they keep winning games, he's going to be the starter of that franchise. Well, and I think you do that, I and mean, that's such a monumental thing for a team. Yeah. I think that that's going to carry them throughout the whole entire Without their of best season. weapon. Yeah. I mean. The Vikings, I mean, the Vikings are fine. They prove that they right can do now. it. And the Vikings started off 0-3. Yeah. They're 5-4. and four. They're behind the Lions in the AFC North. But now the question is, where is Kirk Cousins going? For the NFC yeah. North. Because uh, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. And he's not playing the rest of the year. There's going to be a lot of things to look at there. But then I you think got the Tampa Patriots. Bay. So, yeah. The Patriots. Patriots would make so much sense. Hey, think about the first. freaking Kirk Cousins in a Patriots jersey. Who gets picked up first, Ryan Tannehill or Kirk Cousins? Because they are. Uh, no. It is the Spider-Man. It is the Spider-Man meme. Like, what Ryan. are we talking about? This is the Spider-Man meme. They're pointing at each other because they're the same person. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I Ryan think Kirk gets Cousins up. showed it a little bit more. I like Kirk Cousins more as a quarterback. Consistency. I do too, but I'll say this: because of his injury, yeah, because of the injury, 
I think just Ryan gets the contract first from somebody. Which kind of leads us well, into our next. Okay, I that's, get that. I, I think get, that's I fair. That. I think that's a normal that thing fair. to say. That is fair. It kind of leads us. Coming off an Achilles, and he didn't get the surgery that Rodgers got. He may not sign till he fully I shouldn't healed. say that. I don't know if he did or not, but I don't think he got the same surgery that Rodgers got. Yeah, I don't well, know. What did you say? But like you, that's a really good point because he he may not sign with anybody until he's healed too. Yeah. So that's well, something no to look team, out for. No team might want to sign him yeah. until I'll, he gets a full Patriots physical. Probably would be like, okay, let's just do it. No, I, I like that idea. Go ahead, do it. Because Kraft got shown on camera. Ready to where, fire where, Bill Belichick. What did he say? I forgot. What if they, they uh, lose this game in Germany, Bill Belichick may be fired. Yeah. No way. No way. You know this. Robert Kraft came out and okay, said that I, That man is senile. He's made questionable <laughs> decisions. I think okay. Belichick gets... Do you think Kraft is like, hey, listen, you got... Can you... Do you think Robert Kraft comes over to Bill Belichick and goes, hey, listen, here's the thing. We need you to retire effectively by next week. People are saying they're going to try to, they try to steal Vrabel, come up to. It would make sense. It would no. make sense. It would make sense. You can't say it doesn't. If Vrabel left to go to the Patriots, like, look, I know he was. It's already up in question was... about his length here in Tennessee. Everybody's no. starting to question that already. They, he, actually, signed an, he signed a big extension. So, he doesn't even look like he wants Will Levis well, to start. Here's the thing. No, he he, he, he kind of hyped Will up a little bit. Did he? I saw the latest. press conference. It didn't seem that real was the, quick. That was the Monday. One. You know how the Patriots got Bill Belichick, right? They traded for him from the Browns. They could easily trade with the Titans who? to get Mike Vrabel. For who? Draft picks. That's what it was it's based around. That's what you they did trade with coaches? Bill. I, yeah. I Bill Bel- there's been four times I think around four times in NFL history if coaches have been traded. I don't Bill think, Belichick in I think 2002 wow. around that time period. I don't think the Titans will trade him though. I think that he's just, stable enough. Just saying. I think that's a This is another random question but just because you said 2002. What year was uh 2003. What year was Saban in oh. the NFL. Oh, wait. Was it 05? Maybe 04. Oh, I don't know. Uh, missed out on Drew Brees. Know that. Yeah. Ouch. He refused to draft Drew Brees to the Dolphins. God. Those Brees went to the Chargers to start his career, and then he yeah. got traded to the Saints. Yep. But Shout out to let, Drew Brees. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the new Titans starting quarterback, Will Levis. But first off, he okay, so Will Levis has been named the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Which that is... is that is fact. That that's, that's exactly right, what should have happened. It's the right decision. Uh, Ryan Tannehill still struggling with his injury. Um, Vrabel came out and said he is going to start. Ryan Tannehill is going to back him up. We have to believe that Ryan Tannehill will be the second backup. Oh yeah, no um, has to be. There's no, no way yeah. Malik Willis is going to be. They don't trust. But real him. quick, yeah, they real. haven't. They've never trusted Malik. I have been a Ryan Tannehill stand. I got into that argument with y'all on the podcast Whoa, about Ryan Tannehill. I told you I'm a fan of Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Well, no, about Ryan Tannehill being a top quarterback in the league. You said like, top 10 top at the beginning 15, of season. You was, said top 10 at the beginning of season, and that's why I freaked out. I still kind of see it. I think I said if he, top if he, did, if he wasn't hurt and there was any sort of offensive line, I think Tannehill could get the numbers that he did, even with in his In perfect roster. conditions. That's yeah. not, per- not even perfect. That line was so bad. But anyway, hold on. <laughs> Will Will has made them not look as bad the past two weeks. Despite the way things ended, uh, the Ryan Tannehill era in Tennessee is a success. It's so one thousand percent, thirty-eight and twenty-three record, thirteen thousand nine hundred fifty-nine passing yards, sixty-six percent completion percentage, uh, ninety-one touchdowns to thirty-nine interceptions, a ninety-eight uh, quarterback passer rating, eleven fourth quarter comebacks. 14 game winning drives, 2019 comeback player of the year, three playoff berths, and two playoff wins, and an AFC championship playoff berth. 
I mean, it was like, a success. That was especially 1, what he was in Miami. Yes, one thousand percent a success. Brought the Titans back from the dead. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. That's another thing that people forget. Titans were a quarterback I mean, away from. They were literally needing a quarterback. That was what the Titans Mariota's were needing. Mariota's leg sh- exploded. And unfortunately, Mariota is still now just a backup again. And is he like we thought, Atlanta? Juju Smith Schuster's knee was going to explode. Philadelphia Eagles. No way. Yep. He's in Philadelphia now. Yep. Didn't oh yeah, that. no. Because I heard when Jalen Hurts was uh, when he got hurt and his knee was going out. Marcus Mariota. I heard. Yeah, Marcus Mariota. <laughs> might be, and I cackled, laughing oh, out loud. God. Don't be a Marcus Mariota hater. I, look, I like Marcus Mariota I until was, he started he, being. I he was got. Hurt. He got the Titans to the playoffs. Let's let's not forget that he's he he threw a touchdown to himself. Yeah, until his, <laughs> in, look until unintentional his, until yeah, his, until his leg exploded. Yeah. on the same day that Derek Carr's leg, like same fracture. Oh yeah, I forgot, I forgot about that. That, that was the same, same day, day, same that is fracture. Weird. Um, oh my gosh! But Golly, no, man, Will Levis it, we'll, feels we'll, like it was a lifetime ago. I'm so excited. We're we're not going to keep y'all too much longer, but Will Levis. Is going to be the starting quarterback for the Titans. I mean, the first game was definitely a sample size. Second game, it's pretty clear. He has no fear in the pocket. He's willing to sling the ball. He is not going to triple guess himself. And he has he has an arm. He yeah. has an arm on him. I think that he could do very good things with the Titans. Um, he could. It's so. It's very early to tell. That's the nicest way that I can say it too. Yeah. Uh. I mean, no matter what, even with the loss against the Steelers, he did have some shaky moments, but also he was under attack by that pass rush all night. Made some amazing throws to actually get them into position to actually score. He hung in there and delivered. I mean, you guys kind of talked, I think, a little bit ago about him just slinging it around, you know, throwing some dangerous passes. Reminded me of Brett Favre and just throwing some dangerous situation passes, but... When they pay off, they paid off high. I mean, like there was a couple of throws that he made that, into double coverage that made it through, and, and, and the Titans were able to move down the field. And when you get those type of plays, it throws the defense off a lot yeah. because then they're like, "Well, crap! I can't even cover that right now." Especially like, when he's hanging in there last second. And he did a great nailed. job of being yes. patient this week. Now, Toughness. last week there was a couple of passes he made that were rushed. I think he threw one away last week that had no business being thrown away because he thought there was pressure coming from his blind side. Which, granted, better, when you have a three hundred when, when you have a three hundred pound man storming at you from behind you, and you think he's a lot closer. I can kind of understand you know, it. You know how awesome it is to... It's just come full circle. What John just defended Will Levis, and I just... I can't help but smile. That is... That is beautiful. Well, to see. well I'll tell you what, if, if the Titans win a couple more games, here's, he'll buy a Will Levis jersey. Yeah. No, I will never do that. I'm going to buy one. Here's the thing. Oiler style? Yes. I think I thought Here, so. Here is the thing... And this is this is more of a frustration against Malik Willis than it is. I just don't. I, I have no personal ill will against Malik Willis. Yeah, he he very well could be a professional quarterback uh, quarterback in the NFL. Uh, He'll be a great be, field goal holder. Could he? Could even be a professional starting quarterback in the NFL. Just not at the Tennessee Titans with yeah. the way that they schemed the ball up. That this offense is not made for Malik. He needs Willis. to develop. Do you think else? that there is an offense oh, that would Baltimore, build for maybe? him? Atlanta. I, I, th- I don't think anything can happen in Atlanta that is going to help any Arthur Smith down I'm, there. He's losing his job this year. Yeah, oh, yeah, he is. And Poor I'm guy. just saying, like, that is the system he could succeed under, but we I haven't seen he, enough think, with I Desmond think him Ritter. Under Lamar Jackson would be a better. Yeah. He, he, I could see that. I, I like what do you, that, too. What do you want Malik to do? Like, because he, 
like the if you had to make the ultimate wannabe wannabe comparison, it's See, Michael Vick, right? The he hard. wants to be the guy with the awesome arm who can make the throw, but also just tear can you he, up on the field. And can you he can't throw it sixty yards? He's got a he's he does have an arm, I think. It, I just it's strong, but not not Michael Vick. Strong. No, not Mike Vick. Michael strong. Vick. I think what he could throw that thing, thing about eighty that, yards. That, yeah. was, <laughs> that was always what they wanted. So, like that prototype player. I think he would be good. But teams don't under, need that anymore. John Har- I think John Harbaugh could help him out. Yeah. And just speaking point, of the Harbaugh's, go ahead. Sorry. Point out real quick. I know we're kind of wrapping up. Just going back to your, your comment about Kenny Pickett, just to clarify what he's done in the fourth. He does need to be more consistent one through three. But highest. And P- that's going to do it. Shut up. <laughs> highest PFF grade in the fourth quarter OT with a score within seven points since 2022. Tom Brady. 85.4. Kenny Pickett, 85.2. Patrick Mahomes, 84.9. Then he's led the team out of his 20 starts to seven game-winning drives in the fourth quarter. Behind, the only person that's behind, or he's actually leading the league since starting. Yeah. You lost Josh Allen's right them. behind him. Yeah. You lost that's me great. With that's he wins okay, games. That, that's all that, I want to well, say. Yeah, no, that's fine. You can, you can say those things, and I think that those are all valid. I really do. Because he plays I, like, I'm lights not out to, in the fourth quarter. I, I'm not trying to be ugly. The only thing that I am saying is Tony Romo for the Dallas Cowboys was the best fourth quarter comeback quarterback in the NFL history, I think. Maybe Tom Brady probably a little bit better, but just because Tom Brady is Tom Brady. But Tony Romo, Tony Romo also didn't win any playoffs games except for two never made it to a super bowl never made it to an nfc championship broke his back twice that's broke fine. his back twice broke his collarbone once broke a foot broke a pinky broke everything but he had body potential right broke, right? broke some ribs broke up with jessica simpson yeah that's exactly which was a great idea good job tony romo <laughs> shout out to romo oh for breaking gosh. up for jessica simpson um she's looking better now she is I, I, she actually i think i saw she's Get to uh, your six point. years sober yes either way um <laughs> my whole point is it's like freaking those stats are incredible it doesn't mean that he's gonna win you a super bowl uh, okay that's good he's winning us games right now and he's showing he's growing winning, that's all i want to see games i'm not saying you're not winning some games yeah i think we're I around the same record but i don't think he's incredible i don't think he's okay, an that's incredible fine. quarterback but he's showing potential and he can win games and close them out who else shows potential? Josh Dobbs has shown potential. I showed potential in second grade. I'm See, exactly. And you got a golden star That's for it. That's cute. Dang right. That's how we're going to end off the podcast. No more are you. At least my team's won a su- two Super Bowls since I've been alive. Anyway, anyway, close it out, John. All right. We'll catch you all next week. Um, we're going to talk more sports. I will see you when I see you. For Jeff Matthews, for Christian Brown, I'm John Glass. Peace.